This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha Ha Laugh Funny Mention It All, a Bravo by Betches podcast. We don't say that, but now we said it. With Dylan Hafer. Hold on, check me, boo. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I'm Dylan Hafer, and my guest today is a returning guest. You know her as a co-founder of Betches and, of course, the host of some of your favorite Betches podcasts. Please welcome back Sammy Sage. Hello, Sammy. Hello. This is officially the highlight of my day. and I'm upset that it's happening so early because what am I going to look forward to now? I know. it's it, it always is like in the morning, Thursday mornings. I've talked about this with a couple different people. Miami has become such a Thursday morning treat for me mm-hmm. that it really is like the first hour of my day, I'm like, oh, I'm going to listen to like Adriana yelling and whatever else is happening. And then I re- and then I get to talk about it. And then after that, I'm just like twiddling my thumbs for the rest of the day. <laughs> no, that was like amazing. The the waking up and, wa- and having the obligation to watch it. I mm-hmm. just have to commend Miami. And I know we'll get to discussing the crux of it. Miami is so superior in terms of its like production quality, in terms yeah. of like the way that the the cast really shines. It almost feels, you know, like they're professionals. <laughs> like I, I totally know what you mean. I think everybody that I've talked to about it really feels like they did a perfect job of rebooting the franchise because it was, you know, today we're talking about Orange County and Miami, which both of these seasons are supposed to be sort of reboots, but in a very different way. Because with OC, it's like, okay, we'll take six months and kind of retool the cast a little bit. Whereas you have Miami, which is a true reboot. It was off the air for like eight years. And I, I've every week when I watch it, I'm impressed with how solid it feels and how kind of naturally they came back together as a group. Obviously, some of them have been better friends than others in the time in between. But yeah, you really, it doesn't feel like they just kind of, you know, found some random show from the archives to bring back on Peacock. It's like, no, this this belongs here. Yeah, there are no rogue players. They, as a cast, and then the production team on top of it, know how to like polish a storyline. And mm. we'll talk about uh, Julia's hangover. But the <laughs> fact that they were able to turn that into like a solid 45 minutes and it was actually not boring i know yeah that says something about this show or whatever's going into this magic because if this were like you have it in contrast to oc where they're on a vacation too and it's like nothing's nothing's really sticking quite yeah so let's get into oc i so we're obviously still in cabo this week you know Heather wants to build a house. Everybody else is there just because. Um, but Heather should really only be allowed one real estate plot line per season. Like, I don't. This yeah. This episode, the cast was, besides the dinners at the beginning and the end, the cast was weirdly kind of split into two sections because it felt like Gina, Emily, and Noella were on this bizarre odyssey together. Where it's it started at the dinner because, you know, Heather and Jennifer had left the table. So it really was the three of them and Noella kind of not being here for their drunken antics, which were really extremely harmless. Um, and then it kind of carried over into the next day. The three of them are at the sweat lodge where <laughs> something is in the air and <laughs> Noella has some kind of crisis, which I guess is a description of every episode this season. With her. <laughs> yeah. And then they end up on the beach together and it really felt like, it felt like we were watching some kind of dramedy movie of three friends on this weird, like off kilter trip to Mexico. And then you remember that there's another half of the cast elsewhere. 
Yeah, it sort of had like the Hills vibes a little at that part that you're speaking about specifically. Maybe it was like the scene, like the setting. But <laughs> I I think there was also a mistake that Bravo made in the schedule by like the, there was a very strong loss of momentum with the Cabo trip because there was like this two week hiatus. So I started, mm-hmm. I'm like, what is actually happening on this trip? Are they mad? Like it, it just, I think that was a mistake in terms of there should never be a hiatus in the middle of a trip. And not only in the middle of a trip, but in the middle of a dinner. Like there was, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they were still at the dinner table. And I was, I actually kind of, usually I watch things right when they're happening, but I had been, I was out of town that week that the Cabo trip started. So I watched the episode kind of late and I was glad I did because I didn't have a full two weeks in between, but it really was kind of like, oh, right. We're still back at this dinner table and right. Noella has kind of just arrived on this trip. Um, I will say though, I do think her dynamic with Gina and Emily is very interesting. Like I am, I mean, kind of everything that Noella is bringing to the show is just this, like, puzzle that you can't quite figure out because I think there are some pieces missing. Like, she she doesn't have all the pieces either. Um, but, you know, kind of Gina and Emily trying to, trying to help her kind of fit into this group and handle things properly that it is going to be go well for her. It's like, I don't think she's in a position to really follow their advice. Yeah, I mean, Noella, I think... It's a shame because she is very good at bringing drama, but she didn't have any time to settle before her life went completely sideways. And I think that we're watching a very long season, but in reality, we're really just watching like the week after she, she's going through this crisis. And I'm trying to think like, okay, we are literally capturing this woman at her most intense like moment of life probably. And yet she has to show up for filming like as if it's just sort of a regular day. And that's, I think, why she's in such a spiral. I don't know. I I do feel like this might be going better for her if it was her second season on the show. You know, if she Mm -hmm. had kind of had a year to establish herself, actually get to know the group a little bit. But when you think about it, her sort of in to getting on the show was with Bronwyn, who she Mm. was really good friends with going back a couple years. She appeared a little bit on last season. And so it. I don't think it was a weird choice for them to keep her, but the fact that Bronwyn's not here anymore, she doesn't really have, like, her person in the group. And, you know, maybe she thought it was going to be Nicole for a second, but clearly that didn't pan out. Um, but, yeah, she does just sort of seem to be drifting through this season, kind of unable to really (laughs) grab hold onto anything. And I mean, that scene in the sweat lodge was really, um, it was kind of upsetting. It was like, what, what's happening here? Is, is she okay? And I really, I guess it was just the heat and the drinking and whatever, but it was like kind of scary. Yeah. The sweat lodge seemed a little bit intense. Um, I think Jeannie even said like she had no interest in going back. Like it was too, it was like too much. So I kind of feel like, okay, so that was just like a weird activity. Like maybe they didn't need to do that. But something about, so you mentioned um, Gina and Emily who are just a fabulous pair to watch because they're, obviously their dynamic is very real. But I thought there was one thing that um, Gina said in the beginning where she referred to herself as mid-level management. Uh And I was like, wait, you didn't just say that line. Like, you just nailed an entire, like, band of housewives that exist within the Bravo universe. Like, mid-level management housewives are so important. And now I'm, like, thinking, like, who else are the mid-level management housewives? Like, that was so on point. And I don't even think she realized what a meaningful statement she made. Right, because every cast, realistically, can only have one or two people that are kind of the top dog, central figure, the, you know, the center of the universe kind of thing. And then you really have to have, you know, the person who is kind of the, you know, center diamond, if you will, is probably not the person who's going to be sort of picking up the pieces to make sure the group is like coordinated and kind of flowing together. And yeah, I think Gina is 
she that's kind of a great observation that she really is the one, you know, she and Emily are basically coaching Noella on like, okay, so maybe you're not going to be best friends with Heather. But if you maybe just approach it, like, we'll give you some pointers and then maybe you could like act in the right way and then she would, you know, at least tolerate you. And I get why Noella is like, fuck this i don't need to, i don't need to be like coached on how to interact with someone but i also think that gina and emily are you know they're doing a um a valiant effort to try and kind of make things cohesive noelle and heather i can't think of two more diametrically opposed energies like ever like in existence i and i get i actually get why noella sort of naturally hates heather um because of that whole like buttoned up, like I'm I'm the camp counselor running the schedule, like everyone has to be where I want them to be, and I'm gonna go check out my fifteen million dollar future home. And Noelle is obviously like in a total mess, but um, yeah, I think that like I'm a little annoyed that the cast is so scared of Heather, with the exception of Shannon, and like a kind of obsessed with like making sure that like everyone's good around Heather. Like I, I want Heather to sweat a little bit. Not at the sweat lodge. <laughs> <laughs> I do agree. I think I'm. I enjoy Heather's presence on the show, but I think it would be. It would mean more if she was kind of being challenged a little bit, and I think you're right that Shannon is the only person who isn't kind of kissing the ring. But at the same time, I think Shannon wishes that she would be in. She wants to be in Heather's good graces, but for better or for worse, Heather's not really giving her that option. Heather has pretty mm-hmm. much decided that that's not going to happen. And so Shannon is kind of like, well, fuck me. I guess I'm not I'm not going to bother trying because there's no point. Um, I will say, though, nothing, nothing speaks to my soul more than watching Shannon grimace her way through a tour of an extravagant home. And <laughs> <laughs> we got it for the second time this season. And it just... Oh, it it makes my heart so happy. Right, 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 right. It is, yeah. Shannon, Shannon's like lack of control over what she shows, or just a willingness to not control what she shows, is what makes her such a great, such a great feature of OC. And again, very opposite Heather. But it's a little bit annoying because she has no allies. Like Shannon, I think only really likes Noella or like gives her the time of day because she is the only one who will stand up to Heather. And mm-hmm. that doesn't make for that interesting of a dynamic when it's sort of like Noella's being her, I don't know, <laughs> bone carrier is what they say. Noella's not in a position to be a strong ally to anyone because she needs to she needs to focus on herself. Yeah. And I watched part of Watch What Happens Live last night, which was Gina and Larsa. Yes, let's talk about that. They were playing, you know, the spill or sip game, and they asked both of them who they trust the least in their cast, borrowing from Marisol's, uh, you know, producer-driven dinner party game. Um, And Gina said Shannon, and then another question was, on a scale of 1 to 10, how much do you trust Shannon? She gave her a 3 and said that that was being generous, which, I mean, I don't think I would trust Shannon on a higher level, but, like, saying that a 3 out of 10 is generous is pretty intense. Yeah, I don't think Shannon... Shannon doesn't strike me as, like, untrustworthy in the way that you would classically think about it. Like, I think Shannon's just messy, and that makes her difficult to trust. But I don't think that she's, like, diabolical. No, I think she's more of one of those people who doesn't really think before she speaks or doesn't really doesn't really like think through the consequences of her actions but i don't think she is as calculated sometimes as the other women on the show make her out to be totally. i thought the whole thing with the whole thing with heather and nicole earlier in the season it was like did that did shannon look bad from that situation certainly yes and i think she deserved you know, some of the blowback she got for that. But I also don't think she was trying to ruin Heather's life. I think she just was being messy and it got away from her. Right. She was not trying to take the DeBros down, as they say. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think Shannon is calculated. I think actually 
what makes her untrustworthy is how uncalculated she is. Like she's mm-hmm. not thinking enough steps ahead. And that's what, like you said, like she's not thinking about what she's saying as much. And that's probably why she and Tamara don't get along anymore. Because name a more calculated person in the world than Tamara Judge. You cannot. Yeah, (laughs) no. But that's what makes her great. (laughs) Right. She's great TV. But like thinking about somebody like her having a friend like Shannon, you know, Tamara's thinking 10 steps ahead. And then Shannon's going to go ruin the whole plan. Mm -hmm. And, you know... It's it's all about balance, but you know, I I don't think Shannon is somebody that I would be good at being friends with. No, she's she's not like again, it's like the opposite energy of Heather of like extreme self-control versus like not really any self-control. Yeah, and it's just like it's always so obvious when she's miserable. It's always so obvious when she is, you know, really uncomfortable in a situation and her lack of kind of finer social skills I think is both really fascinating to watch but also sometimes it's like oh my god please get it together yeah I can't can't handle this summer is fast approaching which means more social events more weddings to attend more nights on the town and hopefully more vacations that's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor honey love for covering us with the best shapewear with honey love you can feel your best even when you're wearing less they've revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear plus they are the only shapewear that won't ever roll down no matter how much you groove on the dance floor for a limited time only you can get honey love on sale get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link honeylove.com MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash MIA. When talking about effective shapewear, Honeylove's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering the perfect amount of compression. You won't have to worry about it rolling down, which is unheard of in shapewear, thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honeylove. Should we talk about the dinner and the card game and... Noella versus Heather. We definitely should, because this is sort of sparked when Gina, Emily, and Noella are at the beach, and Emily kind of drops the, you know, crumb of information that Heather had not wanted to invite Noella on the trip, and that the only reason she did invite her was because Gina was insisting, and really... I mean, we've we saw that a couple episodes ago. Gina is the sole reason that Noella was invited on this trip, and... Mm -hmm. I actually, I thought it was kind of nice that Gina didn't really want to say that because she's trying to do something nice for Noella and she knows that this information is going to make Noella feel uncomfortable, make her feel, you know, unwelcome because, you know, duh, she's a person with emotions. Um, But Noella, you know, isn't happy to hear this and it you know, bubbles back up at dinner because it's the first time they've seen Heather this whole episode. Yeah, I mean, she's too busy with her house. I mean, yeah, that was a classic mid-level management judgment call on on Emily's part. Yeah. So they have this this issue with the cards, but I think that it what Heather's saying doesn't make sense because she was like, whatever, it's like you're a pity invite and Heather didn't want to invite her because she gave her daughter, quote unquote, pornography. But then Heather's like, I obviously am giving you the benefit of the doubt. I don't think you knew what was in the cards. But it's like, then why wouldn't you want to invite her if you think it was a mistake? Right. If she only thought it was a mistake and didn't wasn't carrying a grudge beyond that, you would have just said something to Noella and been like, hey, just so you know, you probably didn't like look through all the cards, but some of them were a little inappropriate. So like with that in mind, maybe next time be more careful see you on the trip. <laughs> right, 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 right. I mean, the 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 gift, though, like, and no one really pointed this out, it was so fucking weird because the way she described how she decided to give her this gift, like, she searched LGBT gift on Amazon. And it's sort of like, why do you have to give her a gift about that, like, impl- like 
any in any way tied to her sexuality. And obviously LGBT is inherently about sexual orientation. So it is mm-hmm. therefore inherently has something sexual about it. But it's like, why wouldn't you just give her something that's like one of her hobbies? Like, you know, it's like, yeah, like when Noella was saying to Heather, like your straight fragility, I'm thinking like, why did you have to get your friend Ish's daughter a gift that alludes to sexuality at all. Right. Get her, or just get her something with like a rainbow flag on it or like any, I mean, it's, it's not yeah. that difficult to come up with a gift that is like fun and inclusive, but I, I do agree with you that the second she said, I searched LGBT gift. I'm like, <laughs> I wouldn't assume that those search results would be like good teen friendly. Yeah, right? <laughs> so it's, it's funny like, that she's just like, how would I, how could I have known? Um, and it's so offensive that you're, you know, that you're like, not appreciative of my bisexual gift. And it's like, she's not, this has, I mean, trust me, we see enough housewives say enough problematic things. I have, um, I feel like we have to be pretty discerning at this point, but there was no part of Heather's issue to me that seemed at all, you know, discriminatory or, you know, straight, you know, founded in straight fragility. It's just like, this is really not what this is about. And it was kind of wild to watch the the shift of Noella being so incredulous. And then Heather reads the cards and Noella's horrified. And <laughs> then somehow two minutes later, Noella shifts back to being offended at Heather, you know, coming for her. And it's like, you have to pick a lane. <laughs> right. I mean, I do think it was a bit of an exaggeration to have called it pornography because mm-hmm. here's the thing. Like, I feel like pornography, for something to be classified as pornography, you have to – it has to be intended to be pornography. Otherwise, one could in theory call anything pornography that they're turned on by or like – like the, the, that was not the game. Wasn't it like a Cards Against Humanity game? I think so. Yeah. I mean, it was, you know, a, a party card game – you know, yeah, I think pornography was a poor choice of words. I think it definitely was, you know, age inappropriate for, you know, a minor child. But, um, <laughs> you know, in a way, I feel like it's kind of splitting hairs. Like, I think pornography was the wrong word. But in general, it's like, yeah, Noelle, inappropriate. just say, like, sorry, the game was inappropriate. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, you gave my daughter an inappropriate game. It was also, when Heather was reading what was on the cards, I was like, I wish they weren't bleeping this, because I want to hear these words come out of Fancy Pants' mouth. <laughs> well, and one of those sentences ends with credenza, and I'm like, where... <laughs> I need the context there. <laughs> I mean, my guess is there's, like, sex on a credenza. Like, I, like what else would it be? Yeah. Bleeping your bleep on a... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, before we finish up talking about OC, we haven't mentioned Dr. Jen at all. And I'm curious to kind of get a read from you. Um, she seems to me the one who kind of has the, the least to do with the group. Like she kind of feels like a random figure to me. Um, but she is clearly having some frustrations in her marriage and she talks to Heather about this. I'm curious just kind of what your vibe is with Dr. Jen. Yeah, Dr. Jen sort of feels like a puzzle piece that got put back in the wrong box. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's that like is kind of how I feel about her. She doesn't seem to have any connection with really any of them other than, you know, she kind of talked to Heather, but it didn't feel like a f- it just felt like, "Oh, we're here. We'll talk. Why not?" You know, it doesn't feel that deep. Again, I don't I question how deep Heather can get with anybody. And in terms of their marriage, I think there's kind of an interesting, like a bit of a non-traditional gender dynamic at play. And that's what we're witnessing. Like, I'm like, Jen is the breadwinner and she sort of takes on that traditional, you know, breadwinning male role, but she still rightfully wants like, wants her husband to almost treat her like the opposite of that. And I think about like some of her some of her complaints, like everything I do is for this family. Like I'm always seeing patients. I'm always like that was like my like how my dad used to talk. Like everything I do is for this family. And like he, you mm-hmm. know, the like and I I it just sort of like all rang like that to me, like um sort of a classic struggle that people have when you like when you just I don't know, yeah. she works a lot and it, none of it seems that salacious. It's just sort of right. like non-ideal. It's almost like it's such a real issue that it's kind of unexciting in a way that it's like, yes. yeah, like 
sounds like something they should work through. Right. Yeah. It reminds me a little bit on Miami. It, it looks like next week, particularly, we're going to see some friction between Lisa and Lenny kind of about her her role. And I, I mean, I think anytime you have a relationship dynamic where one person is, you know, the breadwinner is working and the other person is not, I think that's going to be something you kind of have to work through. And Heather tells her that, you know, that she and Terry have had issues with this in the past and that you have to come to an agreement. Um, but it is like a little concerning, questionable to me that they've gotten to this point in their you know, situation and haven't really figured it out. It's like they have like kids together that aren't super young. They've been together for a long time. Like, you know, you should kind of have a system that works. Well, my guess is that they probably just like went along with their lives and just like dealt with it. And it probably is one of those things where just like resentment builds a little bit, little here, a little there. And then the show is what is forcing them to talk about it. Mm-hmm. But what I thought was weird, just one slightly weird, she has a tumor on her foot and yet she's walking on the treadmill to feel better. Like, wait, like, I didn't understand that physically. <laughs> I couldn't like, think too much about that because I, <laughs> I don't know. I was really just waiting for an explanation, but it never came. Yeah. And she called it her physical therapy and maybe she did some other stuff that we didn't see. But I'm like, okay. If she doesn't come back next season, I would be like, okay. That's right. And they're so I I assume they're filming their reunion kind of any day now. And I'm thinking through like going into the reunion, kind of what everyone has to to deal with. And I'm like, does Dr. Jen really have any uh anything that's gonna be pressing at the reunion? I, I can't really think of anything. So that's not a good sign. She has no connection to anybody. Like in you would think that in the Heather versus Noella, she would maybe fall somewhere, but she doesn't. Speaking of the reunion, do you think slash do you want Nicole Weiss at the reunion? I think she should come for uh, like a minute. I don't think she will, though. Okay. I think she should be one of those like, we will bring Nicole out and talk about. And But Terry right. should be there, too, I think. Okay. Um, But I don't think I don't predict that she will because I think she stopped filming. So my guess is she's not filming. Yeah, they should. I think they should get her there. <laughs> <laughs> Splash refreshers are the delicious zero-calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three-beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Okay, let's let's talk about Miami. We alluded earlier to this hangover debacle, though, you know, she would tell you otherwise with Julia. Um, really, it was... So chaotic, so amusing to watch these women fumble through dealing with this situation. And there were so many different phases of it. And at one point, Adriana just said, you know, I pray that she will come back to the Julia I know. And it's like, the, what? Like, what, do you, what do you think is happening here? I It was really wild to watch. The amount of times they threw around, like, should we call an ambulance? Should we call 911? I'm like, do you know how expensive an ambulance is? Like, <laughs> like why are you calling 911? There's, like, three cops in Montauk. Like, you're going to wrap them up in the fact that Julia had too much to drink. And it's like, she was, ch- she at one point took a shot of olive oil. Like, yeah, her stomach's fucked. Like, what do you, you know what I mean? Right, she's drinking, she's like eating pickles, drinking olive oil, like along with all the alcohol. It's like, yeah, like you're gonna 
feel gross the next day. That's what happens. Right. Also funny was like the panic of Larsa being like, can my event not go on? Because like Julia's hungover. It's like the events on the roof. No one's even coming. Like, no one was there. Right. So <laughs> I had kind of forgotten leading into this episode that ostensibly the whole point of this trip is that it's a work event for Larsa. Right. Obviously, you know, Larsa is not the least self-centered person in the world. And so it really is great, the juxtaposition of, you know, Julia looking like she's on her deathbed. And then Larsa being like, yeah, it really sucks that Julia's so sick. Because this is a big day for Larsa Marie. Right. <laughs> it's, like- <laughs> it's also like, Julia's just... a. I, I get that some of them did say this in their confessionals, but like the way they were acting, like, like Nicole was like, should we call? Should we call? It's like, she's fine. Like last night she was talking about how she's the best drinker ever because she's Russian. Like let her just, let her just get over it. Like you don't need to hold her hair. Sure. It's nice that you hold her hair back, but like, she's okay. Like she's really fine. I was texting Chris, Fat Carrie Bradshaw about this this morning. And I was like, if I was hung over like that, and my friends behaved in the way that all of these women did, I would be so angry at them. I'm like, can you all sit the fuck down and just like chill for a second? Leave me alone. Let me sleep. I mean, getting an IV shirt, that's nice. You know, maybe she needed like a little bit of a hangover treatment, but an EKG, come on. Right. And they acted when she came down at night, like, oh, she's risen from the dead. Like, she's fine. Like, it's just so absurd, the amount of drama. Like, if I were in that house, I would have been like, bitch, just let her go to bed. And they're, like, consulting Nicole because she's a doctor. And then Nicole's getting frustrated when other people have advice because it's like, you know, Alexia didn't go to medical school. Like, let me do my thing. And it's like, you don't even need to do your thing. Like, (laughs) Right. None of you need to be in this room. Adriana wanted to give her Xanax. It's like, what is happening? Wait, can we talk about Adriana and Julia just a minute? Like, let's do it. Yeah. The friend engagement. Okay. Like, that was so weird. And, like, at one point, I did want to blame this more on Adriana since, like, Julia's married. But Julia's the one who got down on one knee and gave a friendship ring in public. And also on Watch What Happens Live, Larsa said that she thinks that Adriana is madly in love with Julia and she doesn't know how Martina handles it. It was just weird how she, like, went downstairs during the lunch, like, check on her. She's calling Martina to, like, let her know it's like she can text her own wife, you know? Right. I feel like we've all we've all been that person where there's somebody that we have a crush on or like is the person that we're talking to and you want every you want to make it clear that they're like that you're kind of the one paying attention to them. And in this case, it's like no, she has a wife at home. Like she's fully off the market. <laughs> I went back to watch season 1 of Miami, and in the first episode Adriana makes a joke about like, I don't remember the exact word. It was like, I should have gone lesbian or like, at least I didn't go lesbian. And I was like, I ne- if, if I hadn't been watching this season and seen this whole plot line, I would never have even like clocked that. But I right. just thought it was very interesting. It doesn't feel like they're doing this for television is what I'll say. I agree. It feels like we're sort of we're sort of hitting on something that already is there and the cameras are capturing it and you know, it's it's a little weird. Um, I want to talk about Larsa's launch event because mm-hmm. um, Julissa tells her that there are 25 people who have RSVP'd. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if that includes the cast members. Yeah. Because, and, the, and the cameramen. <laughs> because we see about four other people who we, have, who we don't recognize. I mean, I understand her strategy of going more for... Um, influencers and people that she knows are going to be helpful to her rather than just inviting a lot of randos. Um, But I do feel like this is one of those things where I'm like, no, this event is like solely for the show. And I don't believe that really that much came out of it. Also, Larsa talking about the brand. And there was one thing she showed, like those diamond earrings that were like $5,400. I'm like, you can buy those exact earrings on Ring Concierge for way less. Like, it's just... I looked at her website. The jewelry is really pretty, but I was surprised. I was surprised how expensive her like lowest price point. Like, because the lowest thing is like a few hundred dollars. And I I don't think of Larsa as somebody who has 
a background in jewelry or like an expertise in jewelry. And so I would expect kind of a celebrity brand from that perspective to be a little bit more of, uh, you know, everyday price point. But, you know, if it's doing, she's on Harper's Bazaar, Vietnam. So good for her. (laughs) Oh, I didn't even catch that that was Vietnam. But no, I, yeah, I don't know who was going to buy that price point from her when you could buy that price point from literally any designer brand or any fine jewelry brand that's just or you could just pay a jeweler to make you whatever the fuck you want for that much like that's how I always feel about celebrity brands that unless it's something that I feel like is truly a unique product I I'm not gonna pay a premium for the person's name so it's like if I'm if I'm in the market to spend two thousand dollars on a bracelet why would I be going to Larsa Marie (laughs) Right, you could, right, exactly. You could just go somewhere and you could buy the exact same thing. That's jewelry doesn't, unless it's, you know, designer jewelry and, you know, unless it's the Chanel earrings. Right, just getting like a, just getting like a a gold bracelet with like a couple diamonds on it isn't something that Larsa has invented. (laughs) Yes, totally. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get back to enjoying some time in the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring May flowers and also sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have had seasonal allergies for pretty much my entire life. Unfortunately, there are definitely those days where I have canceled my plans because I simply just don't want to be out in the world because of my allergies. But luckily, Claritin is the perfect thing that you can just take at the beginning of the day. And it really helps with all of those symptoms, clearing up your eyes, clearing up your sinuses, clearing up your congestion. It's the easiest way to just get those allergies under control, whether it's in the spring, any other time of year. And it's designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live clear and clear. Use as directed. Can we talk about the Marisol and... Uh, Nicole. Nicole. Let's talk about them. So first, before we get into it, tell me how you feel about Nicole so far this season because I've really enjoyed her. I think she is, out of the three new housewives, I think she kind of has cemented her place in the group the best. I agree. I think she holds her own the best. I think she brings like a, she knows who she is and she's not trying to like play a role. She's not playing something up. I think the fact that she has slowly trickled out information about how much money she has is very telling because most of them come on and they're like, ah, Gucci, Fendi. Like, it's like, she's not, she's not like that, which I appreciate, which makes me think her money is real. But I'm also like... I've become hesitant to like any new housewife too much too quickly because then you get a Jenny situation and you're like, oh shit, I was burned. You're taking the Vicky Gunvalson approach. You never never like the new girl. <laughs> I think that watching Housewives in general has changed kind of the way I speak about reality characters and like, do I like them or not? Because I just feel like we're always like, yeah, I like so-and-so or I hate so-and-so. And it's like my feelings about them are so much more complex and driven by the editing that it's hard to, like the stand culture around Housewives, I think is just, it's it's dangerous. I am like the biggest proponent of enjoying the show and evaluating situation by situation and not really 
not really choosing sides when it's not necessary and kind of just, you know, as somebody who, you know, watches all of these shows, first of all, because I like them, but also as part of my job and I have to watch them and I have to talk about them and I have to have opinions, it doesn't benefit me to be like, you know, well, Teresa's my favorite and anybody who tries to come for her, I automatically hate. Because you don't know where these shows are going to go. You don't know what the storylines are going to be down the road. And so for me, it's always more interesting to just kind of take each moment as it comes. And with somebody like Emily on OC, a year ago, I was like, if they're doing a reboot, why not just get rid of her? And this season, she's one of my favorites. And so I I definitely am, am totally on that side of just kind of like chilling out a little bit and letting the show happen before you make a decision on kind of whose side you're on. Right. It's also like we don't know these people. Mm-hmm. So number one, it's like you're – what makes a good housewife is not necessarily someone who you, like, respect and they're so likable and, like, nice. They You can like a housewife because they are good at being a housewife, which means that you, they have some unsavory traits typically. <laughs> it also has made me just think about, like, people in general and how complex they are and, if, and the way that if you – are exposed to like one side of a person versus another. You, you really see, they really are, Bravo does an amazing job of bringing them into real life as dynamic people who have in flaws and, you know, parts of them that you really enjoy. So that is something that I think when you, when whenever there's a new housewife, I'm always just wary of being like really into anybody. Yeah. But I enjoy watching Nicole. A lot totally. And so I think far. getting back to her issue with Marisol, I think we're seeing kind of the real side of Marisol too, where she really, she believes with her whole heart, I am Miami. I grew up in this town. I know everyone. I'm kind of the arbiter of who said what and what's the real truth about this. And, you know, watching the show, not being in that world, we don't really get to know whether she is right. You know, we don't have all the information to say, actually, yeah, we know Marisol is telling the truth, but it's compelling to watch her sort of believe her version of events so much. And I think that is why she and Nicole have such interesting tension. I will say something about Marisol that I do not believe of Nicole. Marisol runs the possibility of being, like, very delusional. <laughs> and and Nicole, I don't see that as much as yeah. her flaw. Like, she may have other flaws, but... I don't see that as her particular downfall. Also, Mar- yeah, like I saw what you what you mean when she was like talking about Jen's marriage and was like, oh, well, time will tell, time will tell. And it's like, do you know that there's a cheating situation? Like, like what are you saying? I also right. think she has overdone her use of the cup in the interviews. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like she's it's it's too much. Like when you have a drink, it should be used strategically. Yeah. Right. She, every time she makes any kind of zinger, it's... Yeah. And it's like, we you get it like a couple times a season, maybe. Right. She's re- And she's like playing with it. It's like, it's like, I'm not... I can't even listen to what you're saying because you seem like you're acting. Yeah, I do think she is... I think she is a great friend of this season because we have seen her... The majority of her scenes, she's kind of been a little bit of a warrior for Alexia. Um, and I think she has played that role well. Um, but I was glad to see her get this one-on-one time with Nicole because I think they've kind of done this in front of the group and now they're, Nicole comes to her kind of really wanting to move forward and Marisol doesn't give her that. And, you know, I think this is kind of where Marisol's ego is coming into play where she's saying, you know, we can be cordial. Like, I don't really give a shit about you, to be honest, but I'm not going to say that I was wrong because I'm not going to say I was wrong. I simply won't. Right. I, you're not going to get that from me. And so sort of now the ball is in Nicole's court because it's like a little bit of a puppy gate situation where it's like, if you're not going to say that it was a lie, you can decide whether you still want to be cool with me or not. But like, you're not getting anything else from me. And it's kind of like a little bit of a power play from Marisol to be like, I don't care if you want to be friends with me. You can decide. It's up to you. Right. It is definitely a power play. It's interesting that they film this not knowing if who they would be, like if they'd be a friend or full time. I don't know why they made Marisol 
a friend. I don't like I I was waiting for her to like maybe drop out a little bit to understand that better, but I just don't get it. Yeah. I mean, I will say I, we haven't really seen any personal storyline from Marisol this season, which I mean, maybe they filmed some and then didn't chose not to use it when she wasn't full time, but it in terms of the full-time cast, really everybody has given us, you know, some level. Obviously, Alexia is, like, carrying personal storyline on her back. But, mm-hmm. you know, with Gertie and the stuff with Haiti and her, you know, charity event that she's about to have and all of that, and Nicole with her father, um, and Julia with her dynamic with Martina, which is, you know, as a tennis fan, I just, like, I'm like... Love. <laughs> it's yeah. still... Every time Martina Navratilova is on the screen, I'm like, this is so strange. <laughs> but, um, I do worry that they will separate based on this season. Like, I don't... Julia yeah, doesn't I'm, seem like yeah. a really good... I don't want to, like, judge Julia too harshly, but if Julia were my wife I and I saw this, I'd be like, no. That's definitely a dynamic that I want some real updates on at the reunion because I'm not going to be... I, I don't know if I'd be satisfied if it's just like, oh, yeah, haha, everything's good. Martina thought it was funny when she saw it on the show. It's like, no, I want, I want it wasn't a little funny. bit of a It's like a explanation fucking there. weird. It's fucking weird. One more, just one more thing I have to call out. Uh-huh. Gertie. I do not believe that she and her husband had sex in public. <laughs> like, like <laughs> I, I just, I just don't like, and I will say, I, Gertie was my wedding coordinator, so I, like, yeah. know her. This isn't based on me knowing her. It's based on, like, <laughs> watching her conversations um, with her husband and how quiet he is. And mm. I just don't think they had – I just can't see it, like, at all. That did feel a little bit to me like I'm going to get Bags some – Bags of sand. <laughs> Like, in this conversation about our, like, sexual fantasies, everybody else is kind of, like, doing a cop-out and just saying, like, a celebrity they think is cute, and I'm gonna, like, tell a story and yeah. kind of get yeah. get my screen time and whatever. I will say John Mayer's actually my agreed-upon hall pass as well. Oh, Nicole. Wow. Yeah. I, we are dead and company fans, so... Yes. And I also... I was, for the same reasons that Nicole is into John Mayer. Like, he's interesting. I was frustrated by the blowback Nicole got for that choice, because I'm like... I don't Great think it's choice. weird to think John Mayer is hot. Like, I feel like that's a pretty common sentiment. No, and he's, like, interesting. Like, he he always has, like, interesting creative stuff coming out. Yeah. I mean, I hear he treated Jessica Simpson like shit, and I'm, I plan yeah. to read her autobiography to read more about that. Um, but, but, yeah, I mean, as a hall pass. Um, yeah, that was very – that was an interesting scene – it felt like Jordan Roy talking about, um, like, Katie broke the girl's nose. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> it always, this is like a topic that they always come back to on these shows. The idea of, okay, everybody talk about your craziest sex story or your freak number or, you know, this is kind of a tried and true thing where we're all going to go around the table and talk about X sexual prompt. And... To me, it always kind of falls a little flat because there rarely are more than one or two people in a cast that really are going to engage with this topic in a meaningful way. And this cast especially, it's like, Larsa is not going to give us anything interesting. I mean, she's saying that she hooked up with this actor. Maybe it was Michael B. Jordan. But honestly, I think Larsa has been a pleasant surprise for me this season, but she still is not going to be the person that is giving you all the tea you want. So it's kind of like, why are we even going there. I don't care. I don't care to hear Larsa be coy again. Yeah, I think Larsa is good because of her like name recognition and general status, but I don't think she's like the most entertaining, but she's sort of naturally at the top. She's not mid-level management for sure. How much of season one have you watched so far? I finished season one and now I'm literally about to start season two, which I hear is epic. Season two is much better. Um, But the thing with Larsa was coming onto the season, and I think I've probably said this in a past episode, I had really low expectations for her because she was only ever on one six-episode season, and then she disappeared from Bravo for, you know, 12 years or something. So I was really – it felt like stunt casting to bring her back, and I didn't know if she was really going to gel with the group. But her dynamic with Adriana that has really – come back with a vengeance this season, I think has been super fun to watch. And I think she and Adriana are kind of the perfect low stakes enemies. 
Yeah, <laughs> totally agree. I I know I was just saying like I don't want to like pass too quick of judgment on Housewives, but I think seeing Adriana like season one and now like I think I she's just not my taste like of yeah. all of them. But but at the same time, I'm like she is creating the best drama, and I think that that's good. So I'm happy to have her on. I just you know I don't feel a connection to her really. I like her. I think she's a good sort of mess maker. Her stuff with Julia this season has gotten a little bit too much airtime for me. I'm like, I, I get it. Like, I don't, it's not that interesting. I, I actually think it's a very interesting. I want to see them like doing more. I want to see like the worst of it with the two of them. I really okay. do. Yeah. Give me more of that. Maybe, maybe, maybe next week. I, I am curious. We probably only have a couple more episodes of the season before the reunion, but um. Yeah, I feel like that that storyline with Julia and Adriana needs to come to some sort of cli- climax. Yeah, <laughs> right. It, I agree. I agree. Like they can't just like let that fade. Like there needs to be a a beginning, middle. Well, we know we're in the beginning and middle, but we, there needs to be an an end to this or a continue. You know. Again, totally. I want to see Martina's reaction because. I don't know. I don't believe that they're playing this up for cameras. I don't believe that it's all driven by Adriana at all. Um, well, Sammy, thank you so much for joining me today to chat about all of this mess nonsense that's happening. Thank you for having me. It's been fun. Before we go, remind everyone where they can listen to you, follow you, etc. You know, I'm really everywhere on Instagram at Sammy, S-A-M-I, on TikTok at Sammy Sage Says. I just sort of talk about random shit. I have a daily podcast where I talk about news headlines and like make commentary and jokes about them. That is the morning announcements. Um, and if you want to hear more Bravo in Bravo conversation from me, Jordana, Eileen, and I talk, uh, touch on Bravo a little bit on the At Betches podcast. So there's more Bravo to be found there. We talked about the Lisa Barlow hot mic moment just an hour ago. So Oh, yes. I can't stop talking about it. <laughs> I can't either. It's great. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Sammy. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show wherever you listen. You can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all, like, uncool. Mention It All is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.